5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, coming to you from Mankato with marketing news from around the world today. No, I'm not in Mankato. I'm in Minnetonka. That <laughs> happens, you know. Even the president makes some mistakes, right? Anyway, uh, let's get over to the the fun stuff, and uh, we'll start with a new campaign from the NFL because the season kicks off I think Thursday night's first game um, that's viewable on Amazon which I actually have you know shared family connection with so let's try this one and see how it goes you kids talking about this is fire that's fire okay let me tell you what's fire conditioning everybody knows us Mannings are in peak physical form except Peyton <sighs> I did the other 99 earlier. Enough was enough. We had to show Coach Fan how we conditioned. Personal best here. Ah. He's got potential. He's just old. You okay, man? Oof. Okay, so, you know, the the Manning brothers, you know, both retired, both Super Bowl winners, uh, are just, they're just great. And that's a new campaign from the NFL. Let's see if I can bring up the... Uh, the Manning Brothers score with play football and uh, this is from Media Post <clears throat> and you know they just poke fun at it but basically say that that um, football should be fun and uh, in truth Peyton Manning has championed youth football throughout his career and participated in the creative aspects of the ads development his son has a cameo in the campaign. I don't know. Well, I didn't pick that one up, but I don't know what his son looks like. Anyway, uh, football has played a big role in my life, and it's important for me to ensure that girls and boys of all ages get the opportunity to participate. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, he seems like a genuine guy. I really like. I really like his commercials. <laughs> okay, now let's get over some really, uh, you know, good stuff. Direct mail for travel brands. Ad spend is expected to grow by 36%. And we're seeing a lot of cutbacks. We're seeing cutbacks in, uh, in digital ad spend. I saw an article saying that the pharmaceutical industry is cutting back their digital ad spend. I didn't, you know, I mean, no, no. To be honest, it said that it was cutting back the growth. The growth was slowing in the digital ad spend, which is different than saying that the spend was, I suppose somebody's cutting somewhere uh, if the growth is, well, no, you don't have to cut. If, if we just don't keep expanding, that's, that's going to slow the growth, right? So anyway, um, so Ryan Wilder, who I just connected with on, uh, on LinkedIn because of this article, says that the travel industry has surpassed its 29 or 2019 levels. And uh, TSA throughput is up 40% from 2020. Well, from 2020, <laughs> you know, who, who traveled? You couldn't hardly travel. <laughs> it was pretty much illegal to go anywhere. Um, this is especially exciting news for an industry that suffered multiple losses through the pandemic. Travel ad spend is expected to grow by 36% this year. And a tried and true marketing channel, Direct Mail, has reclaimed its top seat in the marketing mix for travel brands. 
2021 mail volume for travel and hospitality industry skyrocketed 281% year over year, and again, it's compared to 2020, and continued to increase into 2022. And that's from uh, a direct mail volumes report on the SQL uh, blog, which I haven't really accessed much. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to put that in my list of things to watch for because they always have some really good articles. I usually pick them up when they get to Brand United. Um, direct mail traveling for Target for, for uh, travel brands. Um, Ryan cites the, the Epsilon Power of Me study, uh, which we went over last, uh, we went over the other day, anyway, last week, I think. And, um, you know, it has some circular assumptions in it. Uh, you say, if you ask me, are you more, oops, the microphone came off. See, this is, this is the challenge of this. Uh, you may not have heard anything I said, but anyway, so we'll go back, reca recapitulate. Ryan Wilder at SQL says, direct mail is up, especially over 2020 uh, for travel. And, um, and let's see, and the, he cites the Epsilon study and then he cites consumer data for, um, from, oh, he cites an article by James Fuzzy from SQL also from 2022, no, from 2020, and uh, excellent article, we'll be touching on that in a second. So back when we did our very first marketing machine learning system back in, in 1995, we did it for the Hudson Bay Company up in Canada. And the Hudson Bay Company said, tell us who our best customers are. And in this article, he actually references RFM, um, recency, frequency, and monetary score. And you can target frequent travelers by RFM, just, just those three variables. When was the last time they bought? The more, the more recent customers are better. How many times have they bought? The more frequent customers are better. And how much did they spend? The bigger customers are better. And in that analysis, we found that the travel customers all had high credit limits. And we were so excited. We thought this was really, you know, a pot of gold. And so we called up John Travis up at uh, Hudson Bay. And we said, you know, everybody who goes on these trips has a, has a 3,000 plus credit limit, unlike most of your customers. He laughed. He said, yeah, that's because the average trip that we sell is $3,000 and, or more. And he said, uh, if someone wants to buy it, they have to call us and tell us that, and we have to raise their credit limit. <laughs> so it was circular. Uh, yes, everybody who traveled had a high credit limit because the trips are expensive, and so we had to raise their credit limit. Not people with high credit limits are all traveling with the Hudson Bay. That's what we thought. You know, it doesn't follow. Uh, correlation is not causation. Okay, and uh, but it, and this is one of the challenges in all data modeling and things. You you have to be honest with yourself. You have to ask the client whether they, they think it makes any sense or not, because the data does not have context. It just has correlation. And so anyway, that's the danger with just a pure customer analysis, is that you get yes the best customers are the best customers, 
But as I, as I started thinking about it, I thought, well, you know, a trip to Cancun is not the same as a trip to the Yukon, right? Very, very different kinds of uh, travel adventure experiences, right? I have been to Cancun a number of times. I've never been to the Yukon. I have been to British Columbia. Um, but that was what got us started thinking that we needed to, we needed to personalize. We needed to build a system that could model the Yukon traveler and also model the Cancun traveler and, and have the option of modeling them differently. And that really led to our machine learning system, which is one of the, I think, one of the best in the world to this day. Uh, we've been tested against a dozen, uh, more than dozen, more than a dozen times against leading modelers. And if we give the, if we have the same variables, we in, inevitably win. So anyway, um, the the travel industry has a variety of types of travel. You know, there's a budget traveler, there's a luxury traveler. We were talking yesterday to somebody who just came back from a cruise, and uh, they said that the people they were they were with on their on their floor, they were on one of the nicer floors of the cruise ship, had been on 70 cruises, and they had 22 more booked, and they knew everybody on the on the ship, and uh, uh, it was like family for them. And so there are certainly this certainly is a good example of how. Uh, how first-party or some people say zero-party data can be used. Of course, if they travel on a multiple uh, multiplicity of cruise lines, then uh, it may not be the case that you know how many times they've actually traveled on other lines. But they're probably still one of your best customers, right? Um, they uh, Ryan points out that post-COVID travelers want to know what to expect and uh, with mail, you can you can give your audience a mini experience to to ease their travel anxiety. I feel that right now. I'm going out to Boston for Namoa next week. We're going to have a get together next Wednesday, a week from today, out in Boston, 6 p.m. at the at the hotel. We're staying. I think it's at the Encore, uh, the Boston Harbor Encore. Uh, and if you're in the Boston area, you don't have to go to Namoa. You 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 know you're welcome to attend. Just Go over to wdma.org, and I believe if we don't have the if we don't have the information up already, um, I think it is. But if it isn't, it'll be up uh, after tomorrow when we have our when we have our Minnetonka meetup. And we've got a couple of notable celebrities coming to the Minnetonka meetup. Ryan just wrote me and said he couldn't come, but maybe somebody from Sequel will be there, and we'll talk about some of their capabilities. Um, so anyway, millennials travel more. You can make mail more tangible. Excellent point. Uh, you can have QR codes linking to videos of the grounds and of the adventures that they might get. You can include social proofs. Uh, if you're selling travel insurance, you know maybe have stories of lost luggage or something like that, or lost passports, or you know, <laughs> my kids who are in London right now uh, have had many adventures like that. Uh, also, uh, task Format format tests are t tough because you know one format might be you know it's, it, if you test a postcard against a, uh, an envelope the envelope can contain much more information which makes the test not really valid right so it's a little bit tricky uh, you're always making assumptions when you're testing formats 
Um, but according to Ryan, a self-mailer beat the previous control by 12%. And we don't really know what the previous control was, but presumably it was a, a, an envelope package. And Ryan, as I said, cites some advantages of mail. And James Fussy, who's also from SQL, and I invited him for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, uh, is um, what is offline data? Well, first party is your data. Second party is someone else's data, someone else's first party data. And third party is aggregated from multiple sources. Uh, so they don't really have a relationship with you or you know, it's hard to say in, in the list business, you know, we all share information or we, we, we tend to. And so, uh, you know, you may be you may be a subscriber to a fishing magazine and that may be shared with buyers of travel clothing, you know, like 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 uh, Land's End has a lot of travel clothing. I like their stuff. And um, but you could subselect the people who've bought from Land's End, probably not by name. Land's End only does list exchanges. And this is where it gets complicated. And this is why you want to have a, a list professional working with you. Because what one list may offer, the other list may not offer, right? But four reasons why this makes sense. One is, is that it's anchored. I love this. This is, and this is from, from James. It's anchored to an individual's name and physical address. Now, people change, but one of the proverbs I learned early on in my direct mail consulting business or uh, training was that the home picks the home picks the family. So that, um, you know, my kids just bought this beautiful home in Minnetonka. It's on the end of a dead end. It's, and it's nobody comes by here and it's got a big yard for the kids and you know that's the, the previous owners had raised their kids here and so uh you know it's they're the same kind of people kind of that were living in it before and that's that's often very much the case okay online data however is anchored to your browsing history or search intent or your ip address or your or your best they can your device fingerprint and um, and you know the apps that you have on your phone or grabbing stuff that you're doing but the intent is often difficult and you know I'm visiting right now and so I'm filling the internet of their house with some of the things that I am am looking at and so that may not be things they're looking at right um, that you know they they try to they try to guard against the internet and they buy a lot online off their phones which i don't do i try not to <laughs> okay so the precision of this is mm, you know i remember one of the very first list projects we used to have to go on the we used to have to go to the library and pull out the big srds book it's about this thick and i was working for johnson hill press i think it was in fort atkinson and uh we were looking for high-income individuals, and one of the categories they were interested in, they had farmers, they had executives, they had uh, professionals, you know, like doctors and lawyers, and they had uh, airplane owners and pilots. And so I went down and looked up the, the variety of pilots was just astounding. And uh, I was really impressed with that. Um, but is that government data up to date? 
did it work in the mail? They weren't necessarily mail order buyers. They weren't necessarily people interested in looking at all their mail. Um, and so, you know, and if you said, well, I want to, you know, I worked on the on the on the uh, Marion Merrill Dow Cartesian campaign, and direct mail beat uh, all the other media, but we we weren't able to go rent the people that had uh, heart conditions and were taking Cartesian. Just you know, that's not allowed. That's that's protected information. And so, you know, you can model some, and James talks about modeling here, um, but it's you know, it's it's an it's an art as long as as well as a science. And uh, one of the things, though, that mail gives you, and this will be, then we'll conclude, and these articles will be available uh, on the WDMA website if you're a subscriber uh, in the members only section. But one of the things that mail gives you is that because we know it gets delivered and because we know who we mail to, we have both sides that we have the responders. Everybody has the responders because they responded. But we also have the non-responders. We know who got mailed and engaged with the piece. You have to look at it more than you have to look at anything on your computer. You know, those banner ads and stuff, they go by. They will go away if you leave them alone. Whereas mail piles up, you have to look at it. Okay? So we know who looked at our mailing piece, decided it wasn't something for them, and didn't respond. And we also know who did respond. And that labeled data set is the is the is the key requirement of machine learning, and mail gives you that. And so, excellent article by both uh, Ryan and James, and um, and I hope you'll go to WDMA and subscribe and see the articles. And also, I hope to see you tomorrow night at Jimmy's Kitchen in Minnetonka. We'll have a conversation about mail, what's working, what isn't working, and I especially hope to see the people from SQL some be represented. We have some other celebrities who've said they're coming. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart.